Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message Podcast. Taking your next right step doesn't have to be live on the weekend. It can be right now. So whether you're checking this message out for the first time or you're just looking for a weekday refresher, we hope you can apply to your life these practical teachings and through that, come closer to God. To find your next right step, check out the connection card at timberlakechurch.com connection card or find it on the Timberlake Church app. Enjoy the message. We had a, a pretty amazing uh, Christmas. We had uh, between this campus or other campuses online, we had about 10,000 people join us. It was really uh, amazing. Yeah, we can give God a hand, can't we? Okay, I want to see last service. You got to be, they were, I love all the services equally. But the nine o'clock service was a little bit like, it seemed like they were tired. I had to lovingly make fun of them. <laughs> so let me see. Are you ready for the new year? Yes! All right, that is great. You are maybe more ready than I am. Uh, okay, how many of you, any resolution people? You make any resolutions? Go ahead and raise your hand. Wow, you are a unmotivated group. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you broke your resolutions. Evidently, you don't even care. But I care, and so I'm going to make some resolutions for you that we're going to talk about today. I got to tell you, this year started out okay. My wife uh, has uh, a job where she can work remotely, like many of you. Uh, and uh, so when it was cold, she went down to Arizona for a few weeks, got a little sunshine, all of that. And it's sort of interesting, when I'm left in my home alone, it's like a feral animal. And so uh, a lot of things go wrong. I'm always concerned about the condition of the home when she returns. Uh, one of the things that happen is that I can't find stuff. So one of the things I couldn't find uh, was my hairbrush. Many of you are looking at me and you're saying, I don't see why it's a problem. <laughs> well, let me tell you, when you don't have a lot of hair, it's more important because it's got to cover more space. So I'm looking around, my, my brush is long gone, I don't know where I left it, uh, and so I'm looking around the house and I find a hairbrush. I find my wife's hairbrush, this one here, I've kept it captive since, really nice. So my wife comes home and uh, she sees that I have her hairbrush. And uh, she's pretty kind about it for the most part. She just asked me the question, where did you get that brush? And I said, I just found it. And I said, I'm sorry, I took your brush. She said, it's not my brush. Let me show you whose brush it is. <laughs> yeah, cute dog, isn't he? Yeah. But, but let me tell you something, I still use it. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? I'm still trying to weave that in. Anyway, uh, here, here's what I, I want you to do, is, is when we're looking at some disciplines, that's what we're, and disciplines that, we get that word disciple, it makes us better uh, is how, how can we get better in areas of our life? What does the Bible say particularly? 
about that. So the crash course next few weeks, this one is gonna be on your faith. And you may have a strong faith. You may say, hey, I'm not, you know, as much. Uh, but, but we're going to look at that. As a church, our mission is this, is to make more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, we probably could update that a little bit, is we want to help people to learn how to, to discover a relationship with Jesus and then to, to follow him. And, and you say, okay, that's, that's great, but how do we really live that out. That's what we're going to talk about today. I remember a time after I'd become a Christian, shared this story before, uh, you know, it sort of, after a while, I sort of started to walk away from God, honestly, not in my belief, but in my behavior. And someone sent me this verse, and it really changed my trajectory, this encouragement. It's Philippians 1, 6, and it says this, uh, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There's the idea that, that God is working in my life. God is working in your life if we'll let him. Now, uh, we don't have this here. I, I, I got to tell you, I love our church. We don't have a, a lot of like super prideful people. They don't last really long here. We know that we all, well, how many of you would say uh, you have a little bit of spiritual growth to do? Yeah, how many of you would say the person next to you has a little more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I never liked them anyway. <laughs> so what's Timberlake's growth spiritual, uh, spiritual growth model? By the way, last service uh, took a little long time, so I'm gonna skip some verses. You can, they're in the Bible, they're there for you to read, but uh, I wanna get through our material. First is we say yes to Jesus. Simply, is what's your yes? Everybody has a yes. Uh, by the way, if you say mo maybe or no to, or, or later to Jesus, what is delayed? Parents, what is delayed obedience? Disobedience. And so when you say, I'm going to get around to it, you've just said, no, God, I'm not going to do that. And you think you said no right now. And really, you know, and so I just say this because I'm looking at my own life. I mean, I, I, where is where I need to grow? And where am I telling God later Instead of saying, no, God, I'm going to follow you right now. Whether it's a first time yes, finding Jesus, or a continual lesson. And that leads to number two, is to take your next right step. Everybody has a next wrong step. You ever take a, a next wrong step? Yeah, you have. And we've all taken that where we've gone down a road. But whenever we turn around, that's what repentance, that's the Bible word, literally means to turn and we start moving towards Jesus, that's called spiritual growth. Uh, and then expect life change. And this, uh, for many of you, now I know a lot of you have been with us a long time, some of you are newer, this is really where a differentiator for our church is that not only do we say yes to Jesus, we take our next right step. We have so many people. I could tell you story after story, emails I could read to you of people who are growing and going in their faith. But we expect God to show up. We, we uh, expect, we try not to be weird, but we do expect the supernatural. And there's a difference between that. Some of you think you're, just because you're weird, God's working supernaturally. No, could be something else going on. Uh, but we do believe that the power of God is present today. 
And that God is, you know, it's not, this is not just a, a chaplaincy. Oh, I know life is tough. It'll be tough. Let's pray. No. God, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with me. I have hope. I know that he is going to do beyond what I can ask or even imagine is what the Bible says. And I want you to have that too. See, see, here's how what I came up with for best practices faith. And that's what we're looking at today is what is number one, what people say they want. Uh, There's been all sorts of surveys, not so many since the pandemic. I think that would be interesting, especially it could be, you know, you look around, you see a pretty full room here today, but a lot of things have happened with people spiritually during the pandemic. And uh, we're, we we are for every church just because things are going well here. That's not good enough. We want to help every person find a relationship with Christ. We'd love, we have a network of churches and want to help them grow and, and, and people to really find who they're supposed to be in Jesus. In fact, there was a, a, a survey done on why people stop going to church. Uh, now, normally in my life, uh, when I, I've seen people in the past, you know, sort of a couple will disconnect uh, from church and I always wonder why and usually... Uh, you know, I'd find out later, uh, honestly, that wasn't a church problem. It was a spiritual problem, sometimes like a, a, a sexual sin. And so if you ever leave, that's what I'm assuming is true of you. The, uh, <laughs> uh, it may not be, but that's my first assumption. No, I, I'm having a little fun, maybe more than I should be. And so uh, why do people leave? Lifeway Research, the Southern Baptist Convention did this, uh, that the church was not helping me to develop spiritually. Number one reason why people left. Number two, I didn't feel engaged, involved in meaningful church work. I didn't find my place. Number three, church members were judgmental of others. Uh, number four, pastor was not a good preacher. This one doesn't apply. And number five, uh, too many changes. This is like our Lutheran Presbyterian friends. And num- number six, members seemed hypocritical. By the way, everyone's hypocritical. It doesn't give you an excuse to be hypocritical. But every, we have this, it's called, psychologists would call it congruence. And spiritual growth is where my life and my beliefs start to come together. That's our goal today. Number seven, uh, church didn't seem to play, be a place where God was at work. And so uh, we ha- that's what people say. But then there's also, what does God tell us we need? There are things that you may not think you want, but you need it. And God, from his perspective, is able to show us that. And then number three, what I've seen work. Uh, I've seen some things work in people's lives. And so we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11 today. It's a big chapter. Like I said, I think I bit off more than I probably should have. So I'm going to give you maybe a little more cursory than normal as we we go through that. It says in Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what does faith look like? We find elsewhere in the Bible says this. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Now, I don't know about you, I don't get that. To be sure of what we hope for, but we can't see. And so then in Hebrews, what we're given is example after example of imperfect people who are living out a faith that pleases God and they're growing. 
And so I want you to see, there's, there's gonna be a lot here. You're not gonna be able to hold on to all of these, but I hope you come away with at least a couple faith steps for 2023. So what's uh, the first uh, part of it? It's the principle of first and best. Now, a lot of us, we talk about this when it comes to giving and money, and it certainly applies there. I don't wanna talk about that uh, part today. I wanna talk about just the first in our whole life. Uh, because one thing God doesn't want to be is second. Like first part of your day, there's, you maybe heard this. I, I wasn't raised in church at all. So I heard people talk about a quiet time and I'm like, what does that mean? And really it's just a time with God every day that you, and you say, well, what do I do with God? Well, you know, you can read the Bible. Uh, you've heard me say before, a chapter a day keeps the pastor away. If you do that. Uh, you can use the, the Bible app. And if you say uh, you got out of the habit, it's okay, just start again. Pray, where you talk to God. If you don't know how to pray, we have so many groups and courses and it, we have it even here at our church, let alone out in the community, you're gonna be able to find what you need. Maybe you're a person who likes to journal. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but that time with God, uh, I heard a speaker say that, uh, hopefully this is accurate, but uh, that, that 1% of your day is like 14 minutes and 20, 20 or 40 seconds, something like that. That what if we gave God 1%? What if we started giving him 1% of our day? That he wants our first and he wants our best. That, in fact, let me do a little uh, thing thing here. Why don't everyone raise your hand? Everyone raise your right hand. You're not gonna swear on anything, don't worry. Uh, and now raise it, raise it as high as you can. Okay, now raise it a quarter inch more. Liars! <laughs> okay, isn't that true? As every one of us, we, we, we didn't raise it as much as we could. There was always more in the tank. And the truth is, you say, oh, I don't have any more. That's not true. You always have some more, and it's not more to give to God like this obligation. It's more to say, God, I surrender to you. I follow you. God, I'm gonna give that to my family. God, in my worship, in my service, whatever it is. We see this with Cain and Abel, and a great story there didn't end up well for everyone, but it, uh, first, first siblings, uh, one of them killed the other. But it, it says, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And, and, and theologians would uh, go through that passage and they would uh, debate on that. It, it says that, uh, that as he did, uh, that, that Abel just said, first, Cain said, I'm gonna give to you, I'm gonna parcel out to you, God. Number two, Stay close to God. And Enoch is a, is a weird, weird one, honestly. It's, some of these Bible stories are a little odd, uh, and, uh, but true. Uh, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it didn't happen. There's things that I don't understand, uh, but still happen. Uh, so Enoch was the only person in the Bible uh, who didn't die. We read this, it says, by faith, uh, Enoch was taken from this life so he did not experience death. Only happened once, if, if God needs a second person, I'm volunteering. Uh, he could not be found because God had taken him away. And before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And we read uh, uh, that he walked with God 
Genesis 5.24, that he was always in this position of walking with God. He stayed close to God. Now, how does that happen? Sometimes that happens through wonderful discipline. Sometimes that happens through circumstances. That dog you saw that all of you thought was so cute. Uh, By the way, if you want a dog, you can have that. And I'll give you $500 too, if you'll just, <laughs> so you say that's a lot of money. It's worth it. It is. The, uh, but, but my wife has decided to start training the dog. We had our first dog, Jack. That was my dog. He was a wonderful dog. He's with Jesus now. Uh, Oliver, her dog, I'm pretty sure is going to hell, but the, uh, <laughs> but Oliver is a crazy dog. And so my dog, Jack, uh, I remember the first thing, they have these collars, they call them something nice, but they're almost like a choker collar. And, and first time I, I saw him, I didn't like him because I thought it was hurt the dog. Anyway, a trainer, uh, so I went through all these different trainings with my dog because he was crazy too. And he used that and it took about 10 minutes and the dog was totally trained to walk beside him. And I was thinking about that. Sometimes it takes something, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of stress And we learn to keep, maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you're going through something and you're cursing God or you're blaming God and God is using that very thing to draw you close to him. So I want to suggest a few first steps. Uh, And you have the connection card. These are things you can do. And maybe they're not all for you. But one is if you've been visiting our church or you've been coming to our church for a while and you haven't gone through Discover Timberlake, do that. It's a great way to meet people. One, make sure that we're not a cult, that we actually are a Christian church. And two, to uh, three, to find a place to serve. Uh, There's also baptism. This is a big one. We believe that the Bible actually does not suggest baptism. It commands that every believer, once you believe that you are baptized. And I don't know why, but I do know what happens. There's a symbolism of me dying with Christ and raising again. You don't have to do anything, say anything. We don't make you. Uh, when I first came here, uh, I think uh, they used to make people say things before they were baptized. We had like one person baptized a year. Because no one wants to do that. So you're, uh, you don't have to say anything, do anything. We give you a free t-shirt, towel, take a picture, all of that. Uh, and why do we do that? We do see if you're in the hab- if you say yes to Jesus, you'll get in the habit of it. And so I would say to you, and if you feel like you're not ready, that's not true. If you're a Christian, you're ready. It doesn't matter what sin you're involved with. Like I said, when we baptize you, we may just have to hold you down <laughs> under there, get you real clean. And uh, but uh, the the truth is is that we're never ready. We're never ready. It's just that one single step where God starts to work. Pastor Lance talked about groups. You can get in a group. We have, we have more people in groups than we ever have even pre-pandemic in the history of the church. There's a group for you. If your last group didn't work out, you can find one that uh, works for you. No, number three, uh, obey God anyway. What I mean is that sometimes it'll seem a little crazy to follow God. Definitely Noah 
is, the, is one of those. By faith, he was warned about things not seen. In holy fear, he built an ark to save his family, it says in the Bible. And then it says, you see that his faith and actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Is He didn't know what God was up to, but he just said, okay, I'm gonna do it. When's the last time you did something that maybe seemed a little crazy? Maybe your family and relatives didn't understand? I remember my brother, uh, uh, one of my brothers, a uh, whole other story. <laughs> the, uh, he, he said, you know, after I was going through getting all these degrees and stuff, he goes, why are you wasting your life? Why are you doing that? Why, you know, you got all this education. Why don't, you're gonna just be a pastor. And I gotta tell you, I've done this thing for a few years now. Best decision of my life. Would God had used me if I had been a mortgage broker uh, or uh, a software developer? He actually wouldn't have used me. I would have gotten fired at that. But <laughs> that's not how my brain works. But sometimes no one, no one will get it. Your spouse may not get it. Your kids may not get it. But you get it. And you just say, and this doesn't happen overnight. It happens, there's a, uh, a discipline. You see that. I, I see it. You know what's uh, crazy to me is uh, like some of the people who served. I remember seeing a bunch of our Parkers and, and, and how many of them were people. If you knew, I'm, I'm looking at doctor after doctor and executive, and you're saying, well, they're parking cars. No, they're helping create an experience where people can come to know Jesus. And there's a humility in that. So you never know. Oftentimes, there's what we think, is there's gonna be this big moment. It's a lot of little moments. It's a lot of little moments where we, we say yes to God, where we start moving towards him. We had something this summer. It was, I've waited to talk about it because it was, and I'm not gonna give you all the details, nor should I, but the summer we, during our vacation Bible school, I was, uh, they were, kids were going. I was talking with a couple of the uh, other pastors on the team. It was a beautiful day in Seattle. You remember when we used to have sun? Uh, I was in my shorts and flip-flops, and all of a sudden we hear this big bang, like a big bang. And uh, so my, my fear, of course, was something was happening here on the church campus, but it was very close. It was just out on the road front of the church, and, and I started to run up there, which, by the way, flip-flops and running up a hill do not work really well. There was another one of our pastors who got up there earlier, uh, and, and he's, he's not going to like me for saying this, but it's okay, I have the mic. Because he, 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 Tyler, he's been here, super faithful guy, like faithful all the time. He's worked, he's run kids' ministries, he's overseen facilities. If you work in first impressions, he's just super, super faithful guy. And him along with uh, a couple other people spring into action. Anyway, they get to the road, horrific accident. There's a, there's a van, uh, I won't give you all the details, there's a van, it's on fire. Obviously we called 911, uh, but there was no way this, I mean it was engulfed in flames, there's no way fire department, nor did they get here that quickly. They couldn't have. But uh, as a van is engulfed in flames, he sees that there's a kid inside, and the kid is, the caregiver's trying to get the kid out, can't get the kid out. 
And the van is, is just like it can't. So he helps, can't, doesn't work. And so they're, they're with this little kid, and the van's going to go on fire. And, and from w- what I heard is that he basically sort of had to shove the caregiver out of the way and didn't have time to explain and just knead in the door and then pulled uh, the child out just moments before the van went completely up in flames. And I don't think he woke up that day saying, you know what? I'm going to reach into a burning car that's about to explode and save someone. He's just, and I know I'm embarrassing him. He's just got every day just says, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I'm going to try to do my best. I'm going to follow you. It was just evidence of what I've seen him live out, uh, which a few things happened that day. Obviously, uh, he saved a kid. Uh, he ensured lifetime employment at Timberlake. <laughs> no matter what he does, we can never fire him. So, <laughs> uh, And it was that moment that God had prepared him for. And maybe there's going to be a moment like that. And the decisions we make today prepare us for that moment when we take a step. There might be a moment in your marriage, a moment with your kids. See, sometimes God, number four, just calls us to wait patiently. And this is a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one when uh, we're called to wait. Because I don't know about you. We see this example of Abraham. It says, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. The interesting thing is it doesn't tell the whole story. He actually, for a, he did some stuff in there where he was just, oh, my way is better than your way, God. And he paid for it. Everyone paid for it. And sometimes God, because right in the moment, we sort of want what we want. And I get it. I get it when, you know, you, you haven't maybe gotten the promotion you wanted or things haven't worked out the way. And, you know, we get this temptation to do that. I am not, uh, in general, I'm uh, uh, a patient person. I've become more patient over the years. I, uh, you know, problem I had, uh, not a huge problem, but uh, I fly Alaska Airlines. Love, I shouldn't have probably said that, but anyway, it was an airline that's local. Uh, Love the airline, but uh, I, I was having problems with the website. And I literally tried 24 times to change my password. I used RIT. I called four times into their tech. Anyway, so I've tried everything. What? So I literally called their customer service. We've worked on everything. I tried different browsers. I could not get in to use my free miles. And so all this is happening. And I've literally, I don't know, invested, not kidding, over 20 hours into this. And so you can imagine when the customer service person who left me on hold for an hour and a half picked up the phone that I didn't say praise the Lord <laughs> well here, here, here's, here's actually why I behaved a little better I actually the call was so long I actually went over to the Sammamish cafes uh, it was just yesterday I'll go there to work and God played a trick on me there was a Timberlake family right in front of me and behind me and God says behave uh, <laughs> And, and, and you know what's really interesting is that literally, unfortunately that's true, uh, and you know, all that getting upset, sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing everything you called me to, God. And maybe you feel like, maybe you're single, single again, and you're, it's not as fun as you want it to be. And God's saying, will you trust me? 
Will you trust me in this moment? See, we, we learn else in this hall of faith in Hebrews is don't live by your feelings. Have you ever learned that your feelings can lie to you? Your feelings can tell you things that aren't true. For I have many friends who struggle with, uh, with problems. And if you struggle with mental health issues, one of the best things you can learn is that it's okay to feel anything, but feelings are not facts. And sometimes because I feel this way, it doesn't mean it is this way. Because you feel abandoned, it doesn't mean you're abandoned. Because you feel like you can't do anything, it doesn't mean you can't do anything. Maybe you've lost it. I know there's been a round of layoffs with these uh, different tech companies. You might feel like, oh, man, I'm not going to get another job. Yes, you are. Well, a lot of people lost jobs. You know what? Tens of thousands got new jobs. And so the question is, am I going to Am I going to get up? Am I going to go again? Uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, a psychologist, Christian guy, he worked with Fortune 100 companies for uh, executive performance. He was working after 2008. You remember that when your home lost all its value? Uh, and don't you wish you could still have that home back then? <laughs> so, so there was people who were selling securities and they just couldn't even make the calls anymore because people were so mad because the market had gone down. Uh, and he calls it regaining aggressive functioning, where if I do something, something will happen. And maybe it won't happen in that moment. And, and, and we, we learned that. It says this about Moses, that he, he went through all these different things in his life. He had taken things into his own hands, didn't work out so well. And then he said, God, I'm, I'm, just not, I'm gonna just live in obedience to you. And number six, thank God in advance. We can say, hey God, I thank you. I don't see the end, I don't see how you're gonna work. I don't see how 2023, it doesn't look like it's gonna be better than 2022. But I thank you for what you're gonna do. And it's interesting what happens through thankfulness uh, I mean, psychologists would tell us it does, you know, physiologically and mentally releases a lot of good things in us. But I think spiritually it does as well. And number seven, to trust that God always does the right thing. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be wonderful. It doesn't mean that we're going to get everything we want right now. It says in Hebrews uh, eleven thirty nine through 40, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had something better. And for us to understand that sometimes when we're uh, moving forward in faith, it doesn't mean we're going to see everything that faith produces. Sometimes we will. My prayer is this for the church, and I mean the church, not the organization, you, is that you're going to see as you take steps of faith, you have to do that or it's not you're going to see God show up in ways where you release more and more to him and you see him work more and more in your life. That the struggles that have been plaguing you for years, that some of the, the aspirations that you've never been willing to lean into, the God-given aspirations, you're going to see him work. Isaiah puts it this way, and I'll end with this verse. This plan of mine is not what you would work out, 
neither are my thoughts the same as yours. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours. And sometimes God is working in a way we can't even understand this side of heaven. And for us to really grab hold of that as we begin the new year, we're gonna receive communion together. And maybe you're like me. I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't quite understand what this was about. This is a time of remembrance to say, no matter what's happening, no matter how good it is, how bad it is, how peaceful, how stressful, that God is at work, that God worked through his son, Jesus Christ. And we're asked to remember by receiving communion, knowing that God still works today. And so what I wanna do is I'm gonna pray for us. We're gonna sing a song together and then we're all gonna receive communion. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person here. God, I thank you for your goodness, for your grace. I thank you, God, that you, you are gonna build our faith as we take our next right step, God, as we come with expectation. God, I pray specifically for my friends who are at a point that they need a miracle, that they need a God-sized miracle. And God, it's not because we're saying the right things, but God, we just have this availability and this faith that we trust you, God, and you would work. Whether it's a physical healing, where the diagnosis says one thing, God, you're gonna do something else. God, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I know that you've given your best for us. And as we come to the communion table, as we remember that Jesus died on a cross for us, that he rose again on the third day, God, that we will have both that humility and the confidence as we face 2023. And God, that we will trust you more in the midst of it each day. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message podcast. If you'd like to watch the video version of this, visit our online campus at online.timberlakechurch.com, which is live Sundays at 9, 10, 15, and 5 p.m. Pacific time. And don't forget to check out our app for a one-stop solution for all things Timberlake. Thanks again, and I hope to see you this weekend.